Welcome to Buzzwords, your loosely professional marketing podcast. Drinking is encouraged. As always, please do so responsibly. Stay tuned for Midwestern niceties and HR disapproved banter. Are we recording? Oh, there it is. Now we are. Now we are. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Buzzed Words. I'm Kelly. And I'm McKenna. And today's episode is all about trends. 2020 trends. We took it upon ourselves to 2021 trends. 2021 trends. <laughs> 2021 don't, don't keep us trends. There. Do not I'm keep not us e- there. We're not going to re-record that part. You're going to listen to that end user. Um, 2021 end user. trends. That's the year that we're in. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we did yeah, look we're at almost the right- into month four of that too. So mm, yeah, I know. Um, that's why we're doing this is because we're almost through uh, the first quarter of 2021. So we want. I know. So we wanted to go through the the trends list that had come out late last year, early this year, and uh, see what we see what's sticking, what's not sticking, and it's obviously a, an opinion that you all asked for from us. Absolutely, you not. totally asked. We've been Definitely. just getting DMs on DMs. It just we can barely keep up with it anymore. Should have played also, it like seriously, this. Love Sack, stop messaging me to sponsor us. I'm kidding. Please. Please, yeah. someone sponsor. Please. Just a hundred dollars. Someone, just a hundred dollars. No, yeah, we should have played it off like the like those social media influencers, the specific ones that are like. So all of you have been asking, and today oh, we're going to break regimen. down the twenty twenty one trends. No, so we yeah we did go through. We googled. We fucking googled. We googled trends of all kinds: digital marketing, social media, SEO, anything related to what we do on the daily, and broke it down. To be completely transparent. There was a lot. So we skimmed too many. Most of those are yeah, after you read after you read, you know, a handful, they're all the same. They're all the same. So we pulled out the highlights and that's what we're going to be talking about today. You're um, welcome. You're welcome. Uh to uh to keep on the the theme of trends, the drink pairing today is going to be Aveline Rosé. And Aveline, if you have not heard of it yet, this goes with like the social media and trendy, whatever. We'll get there in just a second. Aveline is a relatively new wine brand from uh, your all-time favorite actress, Cameron Diaz, and her partner, Catherine Power, who is a fashion guru in Hollywood as well. So they decided to get together uh, after being avid wine drinkers for years and started to dig into like what is wine made of? We don't really know. And they were interested in starting a wine brand. So they did a bunch of research for years and years and realized that the wine industry is not all that transparent with what they put in your wine. Like how the grapes are treated, all the additives. Like a lot of wines are not vegan, like, which I am not vegan. So I do not give a shit about that. Sorry, vegans. But like, um, I like cheese. I live in Wisconsin, get off my ass. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, apparently, like, there's a lot of wines are, like, made with some sort of, like, fish something at some point. So, like, it's, it's like, not 
just like commonly they're just like not yeah. commonly vegan which is weird and they don't have to really a lot of them don't because it's not like a mm. it's not a very sexy part of the industry to like know how the sausage is made pun um Mm. But yeah, so they they were just like really interested in that. So they created this brand called Aveline. They have a few different kinds of wines out now. You can find them. I found it at Target. You can find them at Total Wine, etc. But we have Rosé. And as defined on their website, Aveline Rosé is light and fresh with notes of melon and zest. All Aveline wines are made from organic grapes and free from unnecessary additives such as sugars, colors, and concentrates. Aveline wines are vegan, non-GMO, and gluten-free. Pair your Aveline rosé with the warmth of a sun and company of your best friend. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's, that's fine and dandy, but are they certified gluten-free? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's just too easy. It doesn't say, right? Because we deal with this all the time, food marketing. It doesn't say certified gluten-free. just says gluten-free. So maybe then, that's a step they need hmm. to take yet. Um, well, I mean, between your reading of that and yeah. us catching that, I feel like we could, you know, Aveline wine. Cameron, Cameron, do you need some marketing help? We Cameron, Cameron you listen. can pick us in wine. You can sponsor, it can be sponsored by Aveline. Oh yeah, we could definitely be sponsored by Apple. We're not well, vegan we or non-GMO or gluten-free. But yeah, we no, will. we definitely <laughs> contain a lot of gluten and a lot of GMOs and a lot of animal products. This is why I get the so vaccine like, early. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone listening, just so you uh, can appreciate this joke as much as Kelly does, uh, when in Wisconsin they they announced that vaccines would be uh opened up to people with various health issues or after you know, all the essential workers and all right. like the really at-risk people right now it's, it's the, the, for the record it's end of the end of march yeah. right now and yeah. so it was like people with a problematic health history like all of these things and one of them was like with a bmi of over 25 and kelly's like yes and like she does yes. have like a health history that would like already put her in there but she just touts yes, that BMI and has been telling everyone that she's been eating extra chicken nuggets so she can be healthy. So I can be not health, like just not healthy. Not that they're not going to ask, but I just really love of like anyone who gave me shit ever for being quote unquote overweight. Screw you. I get in early, (laughs) earlier than you. Uh (laughs) All you healthy bitches have to wait. Um, Enjoy your salad. We're just making light of a, serious situation because that's how I handle those things anyway so now we're moving into (laughs) coping (laughs) skills coping skills it's a trauma response now that we're moving into the trends like I said we reviewed several different publishers so like Forbes HubSpot social media examiner social media today single grain like any any list we could get our hands on marketing profs marketing profs ad week um ad age anything we could find so uh we put together this like cliff's notes version um again because we all know you want our opinion so badly so we're gonna kind mm-hmm. of start they're in like not really any particular order but we kind of started with the easiest most duh kind of trends and then moved into the stuff and the some of the stuff is a little more accessible to everyone and that people can take action on kind of right away and then uh, are ending with the stuff that's like not as fun to deal with um but will be a uh, problem in our lives soon enough 
Because we don't so. have enough. So. <laughs> so to start to kick it all off, uh, events. I feel like that's that's like the biggest duh, right? With 2020, we all know how the pandemic shifted how we do conferences and trade shows. And in most of those cases, we just didn't do them. But we definitely saw an uptick of webinars and other virtual events because that's just the way we can do things now. Um, and while those are starting to subside and should be as more of us are vaccinated on a national and global scale, uh, the trend through a lot of these articles about events are we should expect to see that virtual event layout still moving forward, mainly because, not, I mean, safety concerns and other things, obviously, right now in, in a more immediate sense, but in a long-term sense, the ROI and accessibility of virtual events is insane, People held virtual events and were like, wow, this costs so much less to put on. And we oh. are able to reach so many more people because people don't have to necessarily take off of work and fly places and yeah, because hotel rooms and et cetera. Let's address that really quickly. <laughs> Who, yes. especially, especially if you work mm-hmm. at an agency, and especially, especially if you work at a small agency, like mm-hmm. one that isn't 500 people. Yeah. Who the f- is like, hey, boss, um, saw this cool conference. Uh, it's going to be in San Diego, California in mm-hmm. February when it's mm-hmm. freezing cold in Wisconsin. And um, it's $1,500. And I, I need to take say, off. It's like $1,800 if we sign right. up right now. <laughs> just today. And it's just for me. And also, I'm really hoping you could help me pay for my flights. But I also mm-hmm. need to take off four full days of work. And I will yeah. not be accessible. Is that cool? Like, not that there's not, not that there's not something lost from being in person, right? Like those events can be fun. There's like, I'm not really like a biggest fan of networking, but they can be fun to do things in person. And Kelly does not want to say hi to you. I don't want to. Um, but I do like learning things and listening to other people. And it can be fun to, to go to these events where you can focus on just the event, because one of the downsides of this, which is in our notes here, and it's like, I've attended many a virtual conference this year because a lot of them were free due to just the nature of the pandemic. Uh, they just wanted to get like people to interact with them. Um, and it didn't cost as much to host, obviously, but I was, I didn't sit and just watch the event, uh, especially if they were broadcast, which is one of the other items in here too, is that people expect live interactive events and if it's pre-recorded like not that there's not a case for those but those are boring and i'm talking to you facebook in particular your pre-recorded shit is so dull it's so monotonous like and i can't like i can't even listen it doesn't matter anyway uh yeah that stuff's boring but the problem is is like we don't and maybe it's just i didn't ask either but like i'm not taking off of work to focus on your content. Like it's, it's on while I'm doing other things. And in most cases, most recently with like MarTech, I was very interested in some of the content that they had for their conference, but we got, we had like meetings up the ass yeah. at work. Like that was super busy. I didn't like, luckily they give it to you on demand afterward, which is a plus of this because right. life has gotten the way. And so now I can go see them uh, at my leisure, which is great. But yeah, people, uh, people are expecting to find new ways to encourage online connections and use more community marketing than typical event-based marketing. Um, which I'm, just, I'm honestly so tired of it already, though. Like, I'm so I sick of, like, the fake, 
like mm-hmm. interest that people are like, like when I, when I do attend some of the, like the live conferences, mm-hmm. like I just, um, I actually just attended one this week, actually, well, only part of it. I'm going to watch the rest of it on demand um, from ad week, but it was, mm-hmm. it, it was, to be fair, it was very well done. Like yeah. the, the way they um, kind of flowed through the speakers and all of that, it was very, very well, it was seamless. It was amazing. But like in the, like the live chat and stuff, it's like the mm-hmm. questions that people are asking is like, some of them are totally great and legit and like they're real, but then mm-hmm. most of them are just people that like are trying to ask a question. So like in hopes that someone is going to go like, look at the, their profile and like add them on yeah. LinkedIn. I'm yeah. so done with that. Like that is, I don't, that's like the downside of the actual net, like live in-person networking yes. and like coming to virtual space. And you're like, Ugh. it's just yeah. so cringy and it's so pointless. Stop it. So one of the, like, that's interesting though. Cause the other part of this that's popped up a lot with like under the events topic of all these trends lists is like people want interactive live experiences to an extent though. And so one of the recommendations they said is like to, you know, to build like this community marketing and get people engaged is like panel discussions on one side, but the other side is like a breakout of rooms, like in zoom, for example, where you break people Mm -hmm. out to have little micro discussions about things, which seems like a good idea and when we were planning a virtual event that ultimately it just ended up getting canceled this was like way at the beginning of the pandemic um we had talked about doing this but i've been in some of those conferences like virtual ones where they break you out into rooms and we all just sat there and stared at each other for a while like it's awkward as hell like who talks first so unless you have like I'm all for it, but unless you have a mediator in there to like push mm-hmm. people forward, it's not going to work. I think I heard, uh, I don't know where I heard, I don't know if I talked to you, if I saw it on social media, but like, it was like a virtual teachers conference, same thing where they like broke them out into rooms. And the guy was like, they all just like stood, stood there like this, staring at each other, not saying anything because what do they care? And then they, they saw the mediator pop in. And then the one guy, I guess, seamlessly was like, yeah, so there are a lot of good points that we just made. I think that was a really good discussion. And Shut then the up. person was like, oh, I'm so glad you guys are like having a good chat in here, blah, blah, blah. And they left and then they just continued staring at each other. They didn't talk. So it's like, there are downsides to that too. If you were planning a virtual event and do like breakout rooms, you have to have at least an ambassador of some kind in there. Yeah. Like facilitate the conversation because otherwise it was literally just, it was like five or six I'm older millennial here, but like 30 plus year olds, just like, yeah. So what do you do? Like, right. (laughs) Well, actually I would be remiss to not bring up my ad world 2020 experience. Um, I'm excited for 2021. Yeah, same. Um, But so, you know, ad world, especially because of the pandemic, like they, they advertised in a way that was, uh, like they had never done before. Like they've, of course, they've always been great with advertising and all that, but like they saw that opportunity to, to really expand their, their audience because it was more accessible. So I was getting targeted with these bomb ass ads, like super cool. Um, I'd be scrolling through Facebook and then their ad would be like a video that like looked like it was a continuation of my, my feed, but then like it was an astronaut like coming through, like it looked like Um, the astronaut was like floating through my feed. Super cool. So I was like, Oh, this, this conference is going to be bomb. I'm going to love it. It's going to be great. So to be fair, it was once I finally got to all of the content, there was, there, there were a couple good gems. A lot of it was quite promotional. And I think that was because of the fact that it was virtual and like, whatever. Anyway, um, 
the entire first day was a disaster. So they, they built this, this portal. They had the, all of this, this was like May of 2020, right? It always, it's in like May. Yep. This is yep. really early in. Yeah. So like they had, they had to pivot fast. I get it. Like, but I'm still going to talk shit right now because <laughs> if you're shouting, you're perfect. Like that's literally what you're doing. You're like, we <laughs> are digital marketers. <laughs> yeah. Like we're digital marketers. We're killing this. Like we got this. So first day we like, everybody signs onto the portal. Like everyone's pumped. There's all of these different tracks that you can take, but then there's like a general track that like just everyone sits in and there were chats, live chats in every single track that you could like, you know, say, Hey, anybody listen to this? Like, think of this or like, you know, just chat about whatever. Well, the general one was lit for the first day because at first everyone, you know, is the typical, like anybody else having these problems? Like, what Mm -hmm. am I doing wrong? And then everyone realized that it was just broke. Like it just wasn't working and nothing was streaming. You like, we're getting zero content. Um, ad world, I think at one point, like an, uh, an admin, like came in on their own account and said, um, you know, Hey, we're working on it. We're so sorry, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it got <laughs> the, the communication was not strong enough to like make people be like, Oh, they're working on it. It's fine. And it was taking so long with like very little updates. So it got to a point where I'm sitting there and I was like, this kind of feels like fire festival, but like <laughs> ad world. So I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I just put that in the chat? And then I did. And I was like, anyone feel like this is fire festival, but advertising and everyone jumped on that real fast. And <laughs> I started something and a whole bunch of people like just these other assholes from around the world. Like one of them, I remember specifically was in Australia because he was talking about the time difference and how pissed he was that nothing was working. But like he jumped on the fire festival train, a whole bunch of people did. And then everyone, you know, we started joking about, um, you know, like the, plain white bread and cheese sandwiches that they gave and they're like at least and we were like at least they got snacks like and it was this just is like why we had to register so under my name this year <laughs> so it got at least so it, in my defense not at all I'm not sorry no, I'm not funny. sorry for what I did but yeah. I did end up having to like I was like fuck like I have things to do like I'm so I just like signed off completely I was like I'm not even trying anymore mm-hmm. I'm like I'll just go back I'll start again tomorrow and like watch the rest on demand yeah. um I went back like mid-afternoon to like just check on the chat and like see what other funny shit had happened because like they were funny and um there were like multiple people that got kicked out <laughs> Because like, they just kept going, like they just like kept being dicks and it was, so like they would come back like after like two hours of being silent and be like, I'm back. Cause they got like put in jail. It was so funny. So eventually they got it handled. It really, their platform I mean, was not done that well, like it, whatever, but like it was, there was good content. It was so funny and it was yeah. memorable because of, it that. was unintentional so. that they built a little community there. This is the wrong, yes. this is the wrong community, but that is funny. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll be great this year. I'm excited. We signed up a long time ago. So, and my name is not associated with the account. Your name at is all. not on it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, uh, in a segueing from virtual right into video, because that feels like the most natural segue, uh, video is the next on our list, which feels like a big duh moment, right? It's, 
video has been on lists for years and will continue to be. What is video? I think, right? What is the video? The moving pictures. I don't know what it is. Hella. Um, For the next five to 10 years, I feel like at some point, when does it not become a trend? Like five to 10 years and it's already been on lists for five years. Like, I don't think it's a trend if it's, it's a thing. I don't think like is a thing. Um, and I feel like on all the lists, it was like, and as we all know, and it's like, then why put it in here? Why is like, it it's yeah. not like if like, you know, ad week doesn't have a fucking article that includes video in 2021 trends that we're mm-hmm. going to be like, well, better never make a video again. Right. Um, but I think we're, I think the nuancey parts was they don't, they get into obviously in these lists, but it's not like, it just says a lot of times it's just like video video like you need to be more specific than that thanks so, right so how video becomes bigger particularly with marketing um the biggest shifts we've seen obviously due to the pandemic is behavioral with online streaming so think like ctv and other uh streaming type content we've seen an uptick in the inventory there we've seen an uptick in pre-roll so like using video more that way um particularly like ctv ott and then Social platforms, which is not really emerging anymore because it's been here for a while now, but TikTok, which launched like an entire new way or different way to do video, which like blew up Instagram's way of doing video, which was like very curated and styled and everything else. And then you have TikTok come in, which is just like a toddler on crack and everyone's like raging around, which is really fun. That is such an accurate description. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's really authentic. I mean, some of it's there. TikTok's got a lot of fucking problems. We're not going to shy away from that. And the platform has a lot of problems and there are problematic people on it, but the way that they do video has led to reels and how people use stories a little bit differently. Um, so that's where you're going to see more video there. And we see that now with like the Instagram algorithm as well, right? Like they want you to use reels more. They don't want you to share your TikTok videos on there. They don't even want you to share your feed videos to stories. They want you to create video for IGTV specifically, for real specifically, for your feed, for your story. So we'll, we're going to see that more oh, often. Fat fucking nowadays. chance. We all have so much time. Um, can we talk about too, though, the fact that like TikTok video has not only changed the way people make videos online, but it has influenced society so much. Like, like music, like a lot of music that wouldn't have been popular. Like someone will fu- Exactly. Like someone will find like Love a little it. snippet of a song that like is yeah. just like a really catchy little snippet and then, you know, make a TikTok to it and it blows the song up and now mm-hmm. it's in like, you know, makes it like number one on the charts. And it's like, holy shit. It's really fast. It, that is true. That's, that's like one of the perks of social. Cause there's a dark side to social media, right? Like there's a gross oh, side to it, so dark. But, but the positive sides are like these artists, whether they're actually like painters, digital artists, creators, musicians, comedians, Mm -hmm. they've all been given this platform that allows them to like circumvent the industry, like circumvent the man. Mm -hmm. And it's fucking fantastic because there's no bullshit and you can tell there's no bullshit to create on too. Like, I don't know shit about shit when it comes to video, but like I can figure out how to string some shit together and make it look kind of cute. On yeah. TikTok, because TikTok is just so well done in that yeah. regard, which is part of the reason I feel like it succeeded because like with Vine, it failed within a year. 
and mine was like, like six seconds but like mines were cool but like right. what can you do with six seconds right and like, it's like, like you just like, like take a video of yourself whatever but like this is like you it's like a masterpiece yeah which is also funny like why vi- uh more recent video streaming services like quibi didn't work out where like people were like obsessed with like shorter form video but like not that way like mm-hmm. those like little like 15 minute shows you know um yeah those yeah, are that's interesting uh yeah, as long as TikTok gets its head out of its ass. Like, I like TikTok. I, it's just, there are definitely some injustices there with how they treat their creators and who they decide to amplify and who they don't. And, like, there's... Oh, yeah. They need to get their shit together. But they're, they, we have to remember, like, they are still a baby. They are a baby yeah. app in comparison, right. platform in comparison to Facebook, who's been around they for 20 years now. They have something really great. So, hopefully, they, yeah, so they figure, figure it out shit. and learn. And, like, actually take like lessons away. Mm -hmm. One of the other things about video, which I don't think was actually spelled out in uh, any of the trends specifically, but accessibility is also a thing here. Um, Along with like general user experience. If you're making video, you should definitely think about captions captions, um, for people who need it. And uh, so that people can enjoy your content without there being sound on because I don't have a stat on it, but I view video without the sound a lot, particularly when I shouldn't be multitasking, but like, I do like, like, and if a video doesn't have captions, like in those scenarios, which like, Mm -hmm. who knows when I'm going to be in a place that I can listen to sound or not. Like Mm -hmm. if I come across a video and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I want to watch this, but Mm -hmm. then there's no captions. I'm like, better than, I guess I'm not watching it. Sometimes they're hard to hear too. It also adds, it's also fun to add a little emphasis to, and thinking a little bit the TikTok format, um, where they'll like, they'll use closed captioning of what they're actually saying, but then they add like little nuggets for context because the video Mm -hmm. is so short. So it's fun to be like, like added sound effects or just like a thought to it so that, you know, like they recorded it in one minute and couldn't get everything in. So there's added content there for you. You could like pause and like get more context. Also there's, something to be said about comedic relief for um, those, yeah. like closed captions for like sounds. So like when Brian and I are watching like, my 600 pound life poof, and yeah, my 600 pound life. And then it's just like heavy breathing and it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so talking about accessibility uh, and how to make a user experience better. That's also a great uh, way to start our number three on the list here, which is SEO. Everyone's favorite, least favorite thing. Yay. Yay. Um, So SEO, just like video, always makes the list for one reason or another. Um, It's it's not necessarily a trend, but some of the trends that are really pushed this year are not new at all. They've been on the list for years. It's just that now it's like a thing. So the past couple of years, it's like, hey, we've been talking to you about structured data and making your site mobile friendly and like, you probably should have done that because now it's not, it's not, that's not a trend anymore. Like it's not a trend. It's a thing. Just like a video. Like you just, you just need it. You just need it. (laughs) You need to do this now. So if you're not taking advantage of structured data on your website, more importantly, mobile friendliness, if your site is super slow and sucks in a mobile environment, uh, you're not going to do well. You're just not. What Um, is a mobile 
what is a mobile device? <laughs> um, uh, there is, however, more emphasis. This is, I would say, may, not kind of trendy, maybe trendy. There is a more emphasis this year in a lot of these articles for longer form content marketing, taking a more human centric approach to content. Uh, EAT is still big, which is like expertise, authoritativeness, and trust, and a higher use of semantic keywords. So, like bringing in related keywords. So, every art, everything you write, if you're an SEO person, it's like related around one keyword, right? You want it to rank for one keyword. Um, there's a lot of emphasis this year on bringing in semantic keywords in there. So 56, according to single grain, 56% of bloggers generate a better ROI on their content when they spend over six hours creating a single blog post. Six, right. You didn't think you had time before. Now they're like, you know how you get three times, three and a half times better oh, ROI no. is if you write 3000 word no articles that's what Absolutely we're talking long form 3000 now i can it's like every article absolutely not absolutely not there are definitely benefits to having longer form content on your site it keeps people on the site longer you're providing them what should be very in-depth valuable content but six hours like I totally you, get that because six hours can fly by uh, really fast. And um, our old coworker, like you're yeah, still like waiting for a blog from me. It's been three years. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like but, six hours doesn't fly by when you're writing a blog. No, no matter I mean, what like the content taking, is. Yeah, but if you're taking like, you know, oh, yeah, we need a blog from you this month. And so you're like, you know, working on it, like six hours probably doesn't, if you're like an hour a week ish, you know, I guess it kind of adds up. But the just, only time someone could ever expect me to spend six hours on a blog is if it was about a murder or if it was about slots or if it was about my dog, that's it. That's I did it. think that, I think that was so funny where it's because the date, like the data apparently shows it, that there's like a three and a half time higher ROI on longer form content. And while I understand that, is that really feasible for most companies? Also, what was their data set small? like? Who are they looking at? Because like, oh my God. Right. So Just continuing it, to make my life unachievable. Yeah. Thank you. So there's, there's benefits to that from like, you know, it keeps users on page longer. All of that like directly, indirectly will help your article or help your page website rank higher. Um, but when we're talking about like a human centric approach and EAT and all this shit, like basically what they're trying to tell you is just write something valuable for your user and stop trying to please the algorithm. This is what John Mueller says from Google and everyone kind of rips him apart. I'm in a bunch of SEO like groups on Facebook and I like to see what they say. Um, and they get like very particular. They're like, no, there's a game to play here. There's a game to play. And honestly, like, it's so exhausting. There's definitely like ways to update your site from a technical standpoint and content strategy. Like that is all applicable, but it is so exhausting to get that far down the rabbit hole with that stuff. Like just write valuable shit for your audience and it'll be fine. Yeah, there are like a like, billion websites on the internet. It, it all goes back to, I was, um, uh, there was a masterclass that um, uh, was taught by, what is it, Rich Silverstein and Jeff Goodby, I think, or maybe I switched their first names, I don't know. 
either way, um, they, there was a quote that they love to live by. And honestly, I can't even remember who the quote was originally by. So I will Mm -hmm. make sure that that is included in the blog. Um, but it was basically like people read what is interesting to them. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's marketing sometimes. So like, stop trying to, to make something to make something right. There is a plethora of content available. Is it valuable? Yeah. And don't Six like regurgitate the same post. shit. Yeah. That too. But you, no one expects anyone to write six hour blog posts a week, uh, unless you have a staff for that. But like for us normal people, for us plebeians, um, maybe once a quarter, once a year, but they're not going to be that long. There's just... For everyone that has someone like, like that has the money to staff people to spend six hours on a blog. Mm -hmm. um, Can we have a hundred (laughs) dollars? Can you you sponsor us once? Just give us a hundred dollars. Thanks. So uh, aside from just creating valuable content, um, there is one thing that's starting to stand out a little bit more for 2021. Again, it's something they've been talking about for a while and it's not fully adopted yet, but uh, there has been a significant increase in voice search uh, as well as visual search. And visual visual search was one of the bigger things of like that will increase in 2021. So on your website, making sure that your images will are one optimized for web because they should be. So stop putting large ass files on your website. It bogs compress everything down. Compress that shit, please. But compress that shit. But making sure they are, they have relevant file names, making sure there's alt text, making sure there's captions where there needs to be like optimizing your images is going to be key, especially if they're product related. Um, and then voice search with the increase of like IOT devices, like your smart home devices, et cetera, that is continuing to increase. Um, and so in taking into account all of the other things about SEO, like all the basics, like structured data and mobile speed, bleh, you're more likely to get into those zero position searches, like to end up in voice if you are using structured data. So that's mm-hmm. just... I don't want, and like, I don't want anyone to get like overwhelmed and be like, how can, oh my God, we need to be there. Like just focus on like the best practices. And if you really want to also important, SEO is such a gradual, slow roll. Like you're not going to change something on your website and then all of a sudden be ranking number one on Google. That's just not how it works. It takes highly unlikely, highly unlikely. Um, But this note here from one of the articles we read said in 2021, at least 30% of all internet searches will be conducted without a screen. And since 40% of all voice search answers come from a featured snippet, which is what we were talking about in like that position zero um, on Google. So those like those rich snippets you see at the top of your search results. So if your marketing is strong enough, you could hit that spot. So it's just all of that is increasing. So the better you take care of your site now and start working on those best practices, the more likely you are to end up in voice search. In terms of images, again, optimizing all your images, but we're also seeing an increase in um, products and services like Google Lens and Pinterest Lens. And like images are becoming very important. Uh, Not, again, quite fully adopted, but like becoming a thing. So fix your images. And now for a grunt break. (laughs) He's just sniffing it. That's when he's quiet. I know. It's like it's totally stopped. What happened? Next on the list. (laughs) Brand values. This came up like a few times in in different ways. Um, This would be like a quick one uh, because we've been operating in a just general shitstorm 
just like a like cyclone of shit. I, I feel like the shitstorm started in 2016, like November 2016. Mm. Um, and then the around become, then. I'm just trying to I'm okay. trying to rack my brain as to what exactly I'll happened. Have to noodle on that one. Yeah. Um, and then of course 2020 is just the fucking worst. We're, we're not talking about right. it. Right. So um brands are going to be forced to do the following or get left behind focus on uh customer centricity which again is like a duh thing like you should already be customer centric but a lot of people aren't i mean Uh, big takeaways from all of this don't be shitty right don't be like like your people marketing to people like you have to stand for something or you stand for nothing type of thing like everyone's real bored with the fake shit, um, navigating oh. polarized social and political climates. And I think this is like, I think this point that had come out of this article on, on that is more of like taking a stand, like consumers are, uh, more likely to buy from you and feel s- strongly about companies that like hold values that they also hold. So, well, and uh, I feel like the, the people that would rather a brand not do that mm-hmm. are generally older. And as we yeah. like to say, they're eating less and less mm-hmm. because they're dying. <laughs> they're old is what we I'm didn't saying. say that, but somebody did say that to us and it was uh, funny and we've never let it go. We've never let it go. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's, it's a thing. It's true. Um, yeah. So again, that obviously is like a uh, touch and go. That's a very touchy topic on how to navigate that and like do we it strategically feelings, but and that's smartly. Not why <laughs> yes, exactly. We have feelings. Um, so don't just like, just think about it before you start saying stuff, but like, don't be afraid to take a position on things. And also uh, maybe and like then, back it up too. do something about it. Don't just be like, yeah. we support this. And then just not I mean, do anything. Everyone loves a good performative, a social performative post. ally. I love that. Yeah, I love Super that. helpful. Thanks. I'll stand with you, but from like way over here. Um, the other thing that was high on the list is agility. Um, and I think we, we see this more and more with clients. We are adopting it more and more internally is be like, how do we become more agile, more scrappy is the word that keeps getting thrown around. Um, but the events of, according to HubSpot, the events of 2020 taught us that we must demand the agility to transform on a moment's notice to respond to customer needs. This forced an end to the era of lengthy multi-year, this is specifically websites, um, multi-year brand and website rebuilds. But like that plays into like how we handle social campaigns and paid other paid campaigns and website builds, particularly with this and how you take, you know, years and years to like build when, when we're now in such an age where, you know, two years from now, everything you just did is out of date. So like, yeah, multi-year website builds. We've, we've done multi-year, not, not because of us. Not because yeah. of us. Yeah, <laughs> that we've been stuck been in multi-year website builds, and those are painful. Yeah, they're not fun. So no. if you're a if you're a, a brand or a company, and you're working with an agency to do a website build, and Please you are do dragging, you are dragging, like you are dragging on approvals or whatever, like you are hurting yourself. Yeah. Like it's su- it's such a pain because by the time you get the website up, it's already old. old. 
and you've spent way more money than you need to. And you've used way more resources and time than you need to. And it just is a waste for everyone. And agencies in particular, they just want to do good work for you. So stop being a drain. Absolutely. PSA. <laughs> PSA. Yeah. Be nice to us. We're just trying to help. Um, my little grunt. I'm just going to leave you. I'm just going to leave the dog grunting in the background now. So you're just all going to have to can just be like our like song, like our song track. It's like elevator music, yeah. but buzzword style. But gives you anxiety. <laughs> it makes Welcome you want to drink. Lives. Perfect. Um, here. So uh, social media is the next one. There's a lot of things under social media. Again, and none of them are surprising because we all just lived through 2020. So none of these should be surprising to you if you're in marketing specifically. Um, the first thing at the top of the list, mostly I put it at the top of this list, but is inclusivity and sustainability. So according to social media today, 41% of shoppers are shifting away from retailers who don't reflect their views on identity and diversity. This is again, kind of stemming off of the brand values thing. So that's coming into how you present yourself on social and 29% are willing to switch brands completely. If they don't show enough diversity preach, mm-hmm. I am like the whitest of white people and I'm sick of seeing white people everywhere. I, like I, and I, we live in Wisconsin. And so like we're one in one of the more diverse cities in the state, but not enough. So like, yeah, I will take diversity where I can get it. I seek it out if I have to. Like I do. give me someone who only buys wonder bread. Find me someone who only buys Wonder Bread will never virtue, like, you know, go out into the, you know, cinnamon swirls. Maybe, right? maybe the blueberries, maybe, maybe an English muffin. I don't know. Like Wonder Bread only. That's the most Not boring cinnamon toast shit I've crunch, ever heard. Though, with their sh- whatever shrimp. that shrimp gate. Shrimp, shrimp gate. Shrimp, shrimp gate. Shrimp. Um, uh, uh, 81% of consumers strongly feel that companies should help improve the environment. That's a sustainability effort. So again, like that's a really tough one because we all, we complain about this all the time. I complain about this all the time. Like knowing that I do things or buy things that are, have a negative impact on the environment, but it, I, I can definitely do better. I can definitely do better, but it takes it's inconvenient. Honestly, I'm just a pile of shit. Sorry. It's inconvenient. Like I just want companies. I want brand to do better. Why do I have do to go me. out Thanks. of my way? You yeah. should already be not practicing business like a piece of shit. So like stop exploiting people, stop exploiting resources, stop like just be better so I can buy your product because I, I will find a different one eventually. Yeah, and I will absolutely pay more for it. Like I realize that yeah. I'm extremely privileged to be able to say that. Now that but, I make more money, yeah, I like I'm not in yeah, my I'm but, not young and broke anymore. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like there are so many of these like and it's like if you can if we normalize that kind of stuff and like those kind of business practices, yeah. then it wouldn't be so fucking expensive you for everyone. You can still be a capitalist and and not be crappy. Kind of in that way. Just make better stuff and do it better. And so it's easier on the environment. Yeah. Because- and also like stop, like I've, I've been super into the idea of like more sustainable, um, like fashion choices, especially like mm-hmm. I just That's finally the biggest one. splurged on a pair of Rothy's because mm-hmm. I have waited for forever 
to do it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like, it was like that, like that price tag just like got me every time. But I was like, you know yeah. what? I'm just going to do it. I am so pissed that I didn't do it earlier because how many pairs of flats have I gone through in this, in, you know, the time since they came out mm-hmm. because I didn't want to pay for them, but I probably paid for them three times over with the other shoes oh, that I absolutely. bought that don't last. Fast fashion is probably the biggest one where that's totally in our own control. Granted, I fall yeah. victim to that sometimes as well because of sales or what have you. Same thing, right? Like, so it's cost perspective, yeah. but yeah, going like thrifting more or just spending, splurging on an item that's higher quality that will last longer. Like fast, fast fashion is a huge thing, um, a huge negative thing for people mm-hmm. and the environment. So like step number one. Um, but then like, we've all, I think we've all kind of graduated away from um, straws, right? Like I try to, for as much as I get coffee, I am very aware of the negative impacts that my <laughs> takeout coffee addiction has on the environment. And I am trying to get better. Those little turtles, man. <gasps> little turtles. Oh, sorry. Well, and Generally speaking, I, and I, this kind of loops everything and ties everything back together. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I feel like when I go to locally owned places, so like if I go to mm-hmm. Mocha um, yeah. versus Starbucks, um, it's a per, like it's a way more personal experience. Like they're talking to you, and so like when they're handing you the mm-hmm. drink, because I get ice lattes all the time, but like I always have metal straws in my bag mm-hmm. at all times so like i'll yep. just be like oh i don't need a straw thank you and then they're like oh mm-hmm. thanks and but like on, at starbucks like especially if you're in the drive-thru they're just like basically throwing your drink at your, in your well, face the pandemic kind of ruined this too. i mean that was like the first thing to get sacrificed was the environment when the pandemic hit because we oh, all like always we're all like we can't break. We couldn't bring our own bags into stores. We couldn't like take our coffee cups in to get them refilled at gas Except stations or coffee shops. And stuff. The dolphins we came also back weren't to Venice. Traveling. They did not. Such a thing. No, <laughs> dolphins in Venice. Sure. Maybe we came out carbon neutral on the whole situation, but it still wasn't good. Doubtful. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving. Cause now we spent like 10 minutes talking about the first bullet point on this huge list, uh, goodwill and purpose driven missions for brands. Again, that ties back to brand values. People want to see good things out of brands. They want to know that where they're spending their money is going to a good place. Um, UGC. We Wait, talk about on. this a lot. I'm just kidding. I just wanted to piss you off. Continue. Shut the fuck up. I'm trying to be professional. That's not what this is for. It's not what this is for at all. <laughs> um, UGC, user-generated content. We This word has been thrown around. I mean, we've been talking about this at, like internally at work. We do this all the time, but uh, a lot more often coming out of uh, research that we've just done in a planning phase for a client. Like UGC is a big deal, which also plays into like consumers wanting more authentic content from brands. What is more authentic than your content coming from your user. So uh, we see this a lot more with the younger side, right? So the Gen Z, the millennials, younger millennials, like they, again, that plays into like the TikTok type of content. Like they are kind of, they're over there, not even kind of, they're over stylized content. Nobody wants it. I mean, it's there. People consume it. (laughs) Eventually. Yes, eventually. Um, So video and interactive content against authentic thinking that like, the TikTok style stuff, real stories going live, uh, which we have never done. And that still terrifies me, but I will not practice what I preach and say that lives can be very great for your content strategy. Uh, 
on TikTok, on Instagram in particular, I don't think people go live on Facebook, but that's not the biggest place for that anymore. I feel um, like Facebook lives are like for people streaming protests that they're at. <laughs> that's it. I feel like yeah. that's the only reason I see people using like that or uh, if they're in like sticky situations. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, the next one down is messaging apps are also expected to trend or at least increase in trend this year. So think marketing, marketing in messages, like almost LinkedIn style, which are super annoying. Um, but uh, along with using social messaging services to talk to your audience and like have conversations with no, them where okay. they are. Honestly, stay the fuck out of my DMS. Okay. This is a line that I am not okay with crossing. I need you to stay the fuck out of my DMS I because you stay in my feed. You stay in public. You stay out of my house. You can put signs out in the, in the, in the yard. You can put mm-hmm. signs, you can put billboards up. You can't come you in my house. You can put a billboard right outside my window. Yeah. Stay out of my DMs. Stay out of my house. I don't want you there. And I don't want to talk to you. But there, so I did think it was funny. Yeah. When they said like marketing and messages, because my first thought was LinkedIn, like promoted in mail. And I hate promoted in mail. Like I can't even think of a strategic reason to do that for a client. No. Mostly because I'm biased and it, I hate it. But like, I don't ever click on those. Like, why would I want to send an in mail? So that's kind of what I'm thinking is like using like, um, Facebook, Instagram, or WhatsApp for like Mark as a marketing tool. I can understand using it as a marketing tool, but not for like sponsored direct messages. I like, I like using it either as a customer service tool, not for me on the other side, but like as someone who needs customer service, that's a different Um, story. That's a different story. Or people who have integrated social mess, social, social, (laughs) Cameron Diaz, your wine is so good. I can't even talk. Um, Social messaging apps as part of their purchasing journey. So to talk, like to communicate to you about like when your order is confirmed or giving you updates on the order. Also great. Potentially if you've, if you've then like signed in or uh, opted in, for that kind of messaging, like they do SMS, which didn't make the list this year and sending like coupons and stuff. Like once I've opted into that, sure. But if you're like cold calling me in a social media message, like, no. Okay. Well, and that goes back to like the thing we've talked about this on the podcast for sure. Mm -hmm. Like people just like commenting on, like, I'll take, post a picture of myself feeling cute on my Instagram. And then like, I'll get like 30 fucking messages and comments like DM us <laughs> hey to girl, collab. Love your social profile. Love to collab. Here's a 10% coupon to buy yeah. our set. Like, and also just, Don't this is just a very specific thing. <laughs> Do not come. I, my profile is public. I get that. And I get that I could make it private but that's not what I'm saying. Okay. So like, I don't want solutions. I just want to complain. So when you come on my profile, thank you. Like when you come on my profile as a brand and you're like, Hey babe, fuck you. Get out. Hey, Hey, when they start with babe, Hey babe. Hey Hey, doll. Love your profile. No, you don't. Have you seen, have you seen my Instagram profile? That's not curated. That's not like, that's just, which doesn't have to be, I guess we're talking about authenticity, but like I post once every several months and it's usually an animal. 
So like, yeah. I don't like you're literally no, you just don't. trying to make a sale. You didn't even you're not look, coming at yeah. me because you're like, oh, you have a great profile. No, you just want to make a sale cool. because you want to make me feel like I'm special and like I'm right. collabing with you. No, you're giving exactly. me a coupon for 10% off of your $75 fucking pen. No. <laughs> uh, in talking about uh, social channels specifically here, uh, one thing trending, which is so weird that it's trending, um, but it makes sense. Uh, weeding out unnecessary social channels. So like brand, a trend is brands only being on platforms where it makes sense. I, I'm upset. I think we've just, right. I think we've just gotten to a point though. Like, Cause it makes sense. Even as like we as we as a buzzwords brand are like squatting on handles almost everywhere. And once they give clubhouse access to Android users. I'll squat on that one too. But, uh, well, McKenna, you have an iPhone. You could do it. No one's invited me. I don't have any friends. We could find you a friend. But the point being like, there's, I can see a point to like being on social, every, every being on a lot of the major platforms, just so that nobody else takes your handle. Like I kind of get that, but then there is a responsibility. Like if you're on Twitter or on Facebook, of community management. So I also get like, there's a flip side. If you're there, people expect you to be there. Yeah. And be active. Um, but I think we've just gotten to a point, like particularly like with TikTok and now clubhouse, uh, coming into the mix very early in 2021 here, like people just, it's too much. It's way too much. It's way too much. And it's people who do, yeah, we do marketing for a living and we love doing this podcast, but doing this, so you'll notice this, you'll notice this on our social channels where you're like, oh God, they haven't posted in a long time because my fucking life is busy. I got I work is, work is busy kids. I'm sorry. I, we haven't been posting a lot. We're busy. We're so busy. I would love, I would love to spend way more time doing social, but for those of you who don't do social, it takes so much time. Yeah. Like if you think, if you think what we do is shitty on social, please know that it takes so much time to even get it to that point. (sighs) So much time. (laughs) Well, it's like the bullshit that like people always like, there's been a a movement, if you will, that people are like, stop assuming social media managers are like brand new out of, out of college, unpaid interns. I made that joke too, but they're not. Yeah. Professional people. Like we, like effective, good social media managers are like, real adults you guys they are your first line of defense like people the first place people go to complain they're not calling your customer service line they are going to social media because it's not and they are complaining right so it's that's what that's the part where i understand like we can't be everywhere because your social media managers if you even are large enough to have one like you're getting onslaught from everywhere potentially especially if you somehow end up in a crisis communication situation and then people like you're you're dealing with Twitter onslaught, you're dealing with Facebook, you're dealing with Instagram tags, you're dealing with everything. And that can be a lot. Um, not to mention if you, if your audience is younger, I don't know why you're on Facebook, to be honest. Like if your audience is younger, I don't don't know why you're on Facebook. Um, B2B is a different animal, but like, yeah, you don't have to be everywhere. That's, that's one thing people are finally starting to realize that it's a lot. Uh, commerce again is a big thing. We saw that with Instagram and their, um, shift to their new layout, which is shopping, which is awful. Instagram It's the worst. Put it back, put it back right now. And let me share video to stories. 
my own video from my feed to stories. Honestly, Stop you guys it. are digging your own grave at this point. You're I'm not even your own sorry. Grave. No. People are talking Instagram. You're going to be the first move. one to die. You're going to be the next one to yep. die is Instagram. And I didn't believe it at first, but it makes total sense. Yep. Um, so Instagram isn't the only one dipping into commerce. You'll see that a little bit on like TikTok starting to dip more into commerce, uh, Facebook too. So it's social media platforms have been on this track, but are definitely more so now after the pandemic being used as um, part of the purchase channel versus just a part of discovery versus like more of an inbound method. They're actually mm-hmm. being used to facilitate purchases. Um, we have a whole other episode on the shit that social media made me buy. A lot of those purchases were made like kind of within the app itself, that yep. whole experience. It wasn't just like directing off to a website necessarily. So that's a big thing. Um, Pinterest too. Like there's, there's bonuses to that to using the shopping tools on Instagram and Pinterest, definitely. But mm-hmm. that's another thing. And then I added in here on social media, we're almost on the list, guys. So thanks for sticking with us. Um, I added in audio. Audio wasn't on the list. I, and I went through a handful of the lists and just did a quick search for audio. Um, it was on the list. And I thought that was so strange that it wasn't a trend. Like it's video keeps popping up as a trend, but audio is not a trend. Um, so I'm adding audio to the list because for you audio. Thank you. Because you're listening to a podcast right now and audio is still a thing. Audio is still such a big thing and it might be underrated. Um, but with the, uh, adoption of clubhouse by almost everyone like that popped up. I, maybe that's why I didn't make the list because clubhouse like popped up out of nowhere a month ago, two months ago before I think or that's after all of these is. lists were published, yeah. but podcasts were still very much a thing. And only within the past couple of months have we seen like a real link, like with the, I think it's with the inception of clubhouse that you've seen like Twitter is starting to like buy out a lot more of like audio companies. They've like acquired some of those. And then now with clubhouse, you've seen, uh, Facebook's getting a competitor, like trying to build out a competitive tool to Clubhouse, which is so dumb. Facebook, just stop. Stop. We're sick of you, Facebook. Um, Twitter is also like with Spaces. That's like their version of Clubhouse. So audio is still very huge. I don't know. Like I can't predict how long that will last. I think, and I probably see video out doing audio specific, but like with the increase in like technology and other things like but with audio it's just, just like so digital it's so accessible though because like yeah the reason you don't need to I sit and audio, watch it right. you can just listen yeah like, i'll be like taking daisy for a walk or doing like like cleaning the house like painting do like doing anything i can listen to it so it's like i feel like audio is going to be around forever in some capacity because i mean think about like people were like oh well radio is going to die well it didn't mm-hmm. because yeah that's like a specific like need that you're feeling for someone I think the behavior with it will definitely shift. I just, oh, for yeah, sure. I was just so surprised that audio wasn't on because podcasting is so big and continues to be big. Like podcasting is what blogging was 20 years ago. Like yeah, podcasting is podcast now huge. And like you said, it's just, it's, it's the best combination of like blog mm-hmm. and video is, is audio because like you, you can multitask without being obligated to watch something mm-hmm. as part of the content experience. And you can just go about your day, whether you're working or walking your dog or driving your yeah. car or what have you, like audio is huge. And I don't, like, I just saw another uh, woman I went to college with, um, who founded her own like marketing insights company. She, they just launched a podcast. Mm -hmm. to talk about like they're talking about like uh 
NFTs and like Bitcoin, all this kind of like marketing tech kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so just, it baffles me that why audio wasn't on the list. Mm -hmm. Um, Transitioning into more tech stuff where there's only two things left, three things left, three things left. So augmented reality was on the list, but this is now we're getting into the area of the list of like things that are on the trends list, but are you really going to adopt this now? Eh, especially for like small to medium sized company. I feel like the next three things here, while we all take advantage of them in certain ways, these are really for like the bigger disruptive players, people with money, the people yeah. with money who can make things happen really quickly. Make it cheaper, then it'll be a thing that we can yeah. all do. But then and, for, for now it's exclusive. Yeah. And AR specifically takes a uh, specific skill set. Um, and we were like, our, our agency ended up losing. At one point we had somebody who could do this <laughs> and who was dabbling in it more. And it was so cool. And uh, she ended up leaving the company, but AR is like, everyone knows what AR is, augmented reality. Um, but when we're talking about AR, we're talking about like immersive technology to enhance a consumer experience, whether that's uh, like Google AR or whether it's social filters, so like your Snapchat filters, for example, um, or Oculus is like the more extreme AR. But we've seen that, we've seen AR at trade shows, we've seen AR on social media, and like it's a way to bring bring the experience of mar- marketing or whatever experience to the consumer in, in a different, um, more interactive way. So that's, that's, I mean, we're all just moving to a situation of being in ready player one. If you've read that book or watched the movie, like that's oh, just yeah. where we're going. So yeah. just get there. Um, but so that's that. <laughs> so yeah. So there's a lot of cool things about AR. Again, it's, it's your point. Like it's not something quite yet where people can like, super adapted once you invest oh (laughs) the other part of ar is um think of like beauty brands where like Mm -hmm. marie hunter beauty we've Mm -hmm. talked about them before they they do take advantage of ar where you can like try on digitally Mm -hmm. their lipstick color so that like there are and that's a really great example of, of a smaller business really finding like, the right thing yeah. to invest in because like mm-hmm. that was not cheap and like Ew. i mean i don't know how much it costs, but like that is not cheap. i don't imagine that was cheap at all but it no. was like such a it was such a right move for them yeah. that will have a good payoff that is vital Eventually. and the longevity is awesome yeah so we're not talking about like or you get into snapchat or or any of those social media apps with the ar like filters and stuff where there's like mm-hmm. people dancing in the background or turns you into a potato or whatever the case may be uh there's like actual real life applications for it, uh, whether it's like makeup or whether it's um, uh, furniture stores or interior decorators where you can take Those a picture cool. of your space and like actually put things mm-hmm. in your house. Like there are applications for it that are more practical. And then of course you get into Oculus, which is a whole a different other story. thing. It's horrible. <laughs> um, the next one on the list is data. We're not going down a rabbit hole with this because there is a lot, there's a lot out here on data and we'll link to the, all of the articles that we found. Um, so you can do your own digging. Um, but because we can't do anything as marketers without data and with the dissolving of like third party cookies and with the increase in like privacy concerns and like iOS updates and all, all everything. Um, there's a lot to look at. So to start uh, now, so this is why it's a trend. I don't know why it's a trend because you always should be looking at your data, but start digging into how to better your analytical or data situation. So start researching and taking a look at 
predictive analytics and uh, the implementation of 5G soon and how that could be to your advantage and using uh, any insights that you have from the data that's existing to further personalize your marketing. You should be personalizing your marketing anyway, but if you're not taking advantage of, uh, there are more, there are better tools out there than Google Analytics too, but like taking advantage of the data that you have first party, right? Firsthand uh, and using that to your advantage. And there's actually the one thing that stuck out here with data specifically was the emphasis on B2B taking advantage of it instead of B2C. Mm -hmm. I know that was interesting, but that's maybe because everyone just kind of assumes like B2C seems more direct and straightforward. Yeah. It's a longer sales funnel. What you would do. Yeah. It would be more B2B specifically. I'm personally really excited to start accessing the data from, um, all the microchips that they've been putting in people through the vaccines. Oh yeah. I can't wait yeah. to get my microchip. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to get hide. mine with extra microchips. Actually, I wonder if they can, I wonder if they can like, uh, like on my, on my microchip dashboard, if they could put in like a chicken nugget counter or something. Oh, fun. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And like all the different yeah. sauces. So you can like make sure you check off all the sauces. Mm-hmm. So you like, you know, really share the love there. Or you could personalize it like with your attitude today where it's like, Ooh, you were extra spicy Buffalo sauce today. Or you were like <laughs> cool ranch. It's like one of the, you know, those, the little octopus things that like That's split exactly inside what I was thinking. Yep. Yes. It's just Trust a, me, I've thought about spicy buying those when I've seen those deals on social I think media. Of you every time I see those and I we've never even talked all about them. Of us every time. Yes. And but I like, want, cause they're like buy four, buy one, get four free or that something. That would be so fire to just get and have on our desk. I'm desks. just going to put them on all our desks. So like if we're just like in a bad mood, something just happened, just like we I'm know, just like don't talk to Kelly right now. Permanently going to be a grumpy puss. Yeah, no, I, I know who you are. Thank you. <laughs> and the last, the last but not least on the trends list to wrap up this episode is AI. So artificial intelligence, because at the root of all of this shit that we just talked about is AI. Like it's just, it's just the little puppet strings on freaking everything. So it's, uh, we're like, it's got its hands in a claws and whatever, like chatbots, your search and social algorithms, CRMs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anything that helps you automate your day to day, whether it's like trafficking ads or like trying to optimize, optimize for algorithms, whatever it is, it's assisted by AI or is directly run by AI in some way. So uh, there's a lot more to AI, obviously, and you can get very advanced in how you use AI technology to better your marketing. We're not going to go there because we've already been talking for a while and that's like a whole other episode. Uh, so just embrace the robots, but like, don't lose yourself. That's just what I'm going to say. Yeah, that sounds about right. That was a lot. We got that. We got through that pretty quickly. I think though, I think anything so. else, anything else you want to add? That we've, oh. I feel like that's, I feel like we've experienced most of this on, like, it all feels right. Very, like, yeah, it feels real. Nothing felt like super surprising. There wasn't anything on any of those lists where I was like, oh, wow, we should be doing that. It was like, right. Oh, yeah. 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 I think, I think the big takeaway is like, we've been continuing to say throughout this is like, just be, just be authentic and be true to yourself and your brand. And like, mm-hmm. just all, like every single thing you do should have the, the end user top of mind. Like Mm -hmm. I'm writing this piece of content. Will they care? I'm 
making this product, will they want to use it? Like I'm Mm -hmm. making this page on my website. Does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. Is what you're doing solving a problem in some way? Serving any sort of purpose. Serving any kind of need. Like, is it, is it, yeah, does it have a purpose at all? Because if you're just doing it to do it, especially if you don't have any kind of disposable or discretionary funds for something like that, don't waste your time. Uh, and then from like a business perspective, obviously always continue to look for ways to streamline what you're doing so that you can move more quickly because it feels like, and it is kind of true as everything becomes increasingly more digital. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm just picturing like the stone that like catches no moss. Like it just keeps rolling and it's faster and faster and faster. And mm-hmm. you've got to, you've got to move faster. Yeah. Well, and do things with purpose. So, like, and I think that's kind of the thing. It's yeah. like intentional. It's yeah, be, intentional. be intentional. Like don't, don't just sign up for the thing because it's, you feel like you need to like, does it actually make mm-hmm. sense for you? Like, is it worth yeah. the time that it's going to take to do it? Mm-hmm. But also like recognizing that if it is, you can't sit around for two years thinking about a new website, like what websites? Cause that's like the slowest thing I can think of. It's like, mm. Oh, we sh- we needed a new website. And then we're just going to putz around for two to five years. And then, it, yeah. So we just want to anyway. use the budget later. <laughs> use it now. <laughs> use it now. Like start it now. Um, yeah. So that's it. So we'll see how the rest of this plays out over 2021. I can't imagine that, none of these won't like come to fruition. Most of them, most of these quote unquote trends are just things that are happening now. Yeah. They're just things that have been happening. (laughs) Like a lot of the stuff that's like new is coming in with like the data side where like people are adopting blockchain technology more. Like that's just the rabbit hole. We're not touching that stuff is like new or all this other stuff is kind of like marketing not marketing 101 but it's like the basics yeah it's kind of like when grandpa's like have you heard of this thing called facebook and you're like whoa (laughs) wild yeah i have cool well thanks for listening today and uh cameron and Catherine. Uh, if you're listening to us, your wine is delicious and we love your authentic brand and, um, feel free to, you can DM us. You can send us all the DMs you want. You can definitely slide into our DMs. Um, it's true. We'll be, we'll get on that. So find Aveline in a store near you. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Buzzwords. Have any questions or suggestions on topics you'd like us to cover? Email us at info at buzzwords.com. That's info at B-U-Z-Z-D-Words.com. You can also find us on all major social media platforms as Buzzwords. If you'd like to support the show, visit our Patreon account. Link available on buzzwords.com. Every little bit helps. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.